Artifact. The first time I laid eyes on it, I was sick. In the depths of a clandestine research facility, I found myself stepping into a world of enigma and hushed whispers. The air crackled with an electric anticipation that seemed to cling to the walls, an atmosphere that mirrored the mysterious artifact that sat at the heart of our collective obsession. It was a peculiar thing, both mesmerizing and unnerving, a silent witness to countless failed attempts at understanding its unfathomable nature. And now, as I joined the team, it was my turn to unravel its secrets. I had been called upon to replace a team member whose fate had been shrouded in tragedy. Clues of what had happened lingered, whispers of an accident that had claimed their life. Something about ill-fated experiments involving super-high-frequency emissions and the artifact's uncanny response. The details were sparse, and my new team partner, Dr. Roberts, remained tight-lipped. I stood in my new laboratory that first time, my eyes glued to the artifact. Its presence was impossible to ignore, a mesmerizing centerpiece in an otherwise sterile room. It defied description, its form an amalgamation of sleek lines and non-Euclidean contours. It was present, had always been present, not forged. A relic that surpassed human comprehension. Documentation, carefully curated and provided by unknown sources, accompanied our work. It chronicled a cryptic history, tracing the artifact's origins to an archaeological dig over a century ago. Governments had kept it hidden from the prying eyes of the world, shielding its secrets with layers of classified protection. The documents hinted at its possible connections to advanced energy science and material engineering far beyond our grasp, and hinted, ever so slightly, of extraterrestrial origins. Yet, frustratingly, they yielded no concrete findings or answers, merely feeding our growing fascination and endless frustration. The artifact had resisted study after study, for decades. Within the pages, an undercurrent of unease seeped through. Doubt flickered, suggesting that the documentation itself could be part of an elaborate ruse, designed to test the ability to keep secrets of the facility and its researchers, or maybe just our small two-man team. In the isolated corridors of the research facility, a peculiar dance unfolded. We, the team focused on the artifact's effects on sound waves, were strictly forbidden from interacting with other teams. It was an environment designed to prevent cross-pollination of ideas, and to safeguard the fragile integrity of each team's isolated research. We were explicitly instructed to avert our eyes, to face down as we walked the halls as if the mere exchange of glances could unravel the mysteries we were tasked with unraveling. Our encounters with the artifact were fleeting, confined to a mere two hours each day within the 24-hour cycle. During that precious window, we immersed ourselves in technical experiments using high-energy sound waves. We sought to decipher the intricacies of the artifact's response to various frequencies, amplitudes, and modulation patterns. It was a meticulous process of data collection, analysis, and hypothesis formulation. In the remaining hours, we spent time devising new experiments, brainstorming theories, and poring over the results of previous attempts. We studied the frequencies, seeking patterns and correlations, hoping to catch a glimpse of the artifact's response. Anything. Yet, its ineffable nature mocked us. Early on, I tried to describe it and of course failed, 
like all those before me. Lab notes, session number 006. There is a suggestive indication of an internal luminescence, albeit challenging to measure and quantify. Its apparent stasis conflicts with observations of potential imperceptible motion, rendering precise determination elusive. The tactile experience of direct contact with the artifact, devoid of any intervening material, remains speculative and unverifiable. There is no sound emitted by the artifact on any register. Regarding coloration, it defies conventional perceptual classification, potentially hinting at a non-standard visual spectrum encompassing a range of hues. Ultimately, the artifact's qualities defy conventional scientific analysis, relegating it to a realm beyond our present understanding. Days turned into weeks and then months. Each tantalizing breakthrough we thought we had achieved evaporated, leaving us stranded on the shores of uncertainty. We grew intimately acquainted with the artifact's resistance, its defiance in the face of our probing. In our quest for understanding, we found solace in our partnership. Dr. Roberts and I shared a symbiotic bond, a harmonious fusion of intellect. Our theories intertwined like a delicate tapestry, weaving threads of possibility through the fabric of our experiments. In our most vulnerable moments, we confided in each other, divulging our deepest fears, hopes, and suspicions. Yet, as our time with the artifact ticked away with each passing day, an underlying unease simmered within us. What hope did our two-person team ever possess to unlock the artifact's secrets? The isolation, once perceived as a means of protection, felt like the primary hindrance that denied us the very thing we needed, the exchange of ideas. We were pressing against the confines of traditional scientific methodology. Driven to the brink of frustration, we began to question the very foundations upon which our research had been built. Could the artifact truly be grasped through conventional means, or will we remain in an endless loop of experimentation and analysis? A spark of intuition ignited within me, a whisper of understanding that transcended the boundaries of logic. It was a leap of faith, a daring embrace of the unconventional. I surrendered to the notion that the artifact, in its enigmatic complexity, must want to be understood. That this artifact resisted this most basic property of the universe. 